Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Richie Rich? Out of control. I was auto tuning myself. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> well, we are back with a bonus episode of the Richie Rich and Westover show. We thought we would do something kind of fun, kind of different. And do a little bonus ep about some of the early queer history icons. This comes from my friend Matthew Rodriguez, who you can follow on Twitter at Matthew Rodriguez, who asked the question. And I mean, there's definitely like a lot to unpack here, but um, because, you know, I mean, gay rights in this country... I think we do have a big LGBTQ audience, and I, I think some of them might be aware, but, you know, gay rights in this country really came into play, what, like, late 60s, early mm-hmm. 70s? Yeah. Before that, like, 40s, 50s, it was illegal in a yeah. lot of places to have. Which is so crazy to think. Anal sex. Sodomy was still yeah. illegal. <laughs> crazy. Country's weird sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we talk enough about our heroes and icons, and I feel like now in 2018, we're a little more used to seeing some representation. We have our... Um, I wanted to start this off by talking about Adam Rapon, and that is the proper way to pronounce his name. I Googled it. <laughs> Last time I talked about him, I was like, Adam Grape Rapon. It, Adam Grapepon. Adam is a Olympic skater who had said that he really did not feel he's an openly gay skater and said that he really didn't feel Mike Pence represented any of his values given that he still believes in gay conversion therapy and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So... Apparently, Mike Pence was so butthurt about uh, <laughs> Adam. Repon- yeah, <laughs> about Adam's criticism that he asked to set up a conversation with him. And since he's preparing for his event and getting ready for the Olympics, Adam said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> like now, nah, I'm good. And basically, there's this bizarre battle between the vice president of the United States and a fucking figure skater. This is the state of our fucking country right now. He doesn't owe him anything. And why should he? What, for the opportunity for a a handshake and photographs and propaganda? Right. That this administration is pro-gay when we all know... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a little spillage. We're okay. They're knocking studios. right next. Yeah. There's barely any wine in that glass. <laughs> Thank God. That's how outraged I am about our country. <laughs> uh, Can't hold it back. <laughs> Richie Ritz just flipped a table. <laughs> I was meant to be on the house gaze of West Hollywood. Yes. Well, I tweeted at the VP... That if he really wants to have a conversation, that he should denounce gay conversion therapy publicly. Good for you. And then we'll talk. Boom. 
So I think Adam definitely represents a current day icon. He is the first openly gay skater to mm. appear in the Olympics. Yes, there have been other gay skaters in the Olympics, but they weren't out at the time. Yeah. I know everyone's like, Johnny Weir, hello. <laughs> Believe it or not, he was not out. I mean, I know he didn't have to be, but whatever. But still. So, that is still breaking ground, making history. Exactly. To this day. So I hope that Adam could inspire, you know, not just kids that like to skate and stuff like that, but I, I hope that he can kind of speak to, you know, today's. Yeah. Kids. They need some allies, damn it. <laughs> yeah. They shall do. Richie Rich, who's one of your first, like, gay icons or... Ooh. Um, I would say RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Just because growing up... I mean, we, we don't think about it now. Because drag race is so huge. We see... We, we're so immersed in a lot of gay culture now. It's just... Right. But... Back in the day, that was not the case. No. There were no gay characters, and to have a drag, a queen, drag queen with her own talk show. A six foot seven drag queen. <laughs> yeah. That had actual A list celebrities on, and yeah, this was a thing. Rupaul had her own show. She did. And yes, exactly. Created this whole persona and mm-hmm. just kept chugging along and keeps coming back and coming back. She had a radio show back. as well yes. with Michelle Visage. Mm-hmm. And I think they were in New York. Yes. And that might. That might be what led to the show, or I think there was Perhaps. maybe that was going on before and after. I don't know. Yeah, they de- they have a podcast now, of course. We'd love to be on. Yeah, that'd be great. Come on the show, RuPaul. Please do. Come into Wonder Studios. <laughs> I guess you can bring Michelle. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, I'm like, there's no celebrity shade in this. Place. I just had to. Yeah, oh. I just had to. Tie it up. I'm like, what happened? Because she'd probably laugh at that. True. So. Yeah, so I would definitely say RuPaul. Um, Another one I would say would be Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. She's always been a huge supporter of gays and very open with her sexuality and was did that way back in the 90s when it wasn't yeah. cool to do so. Yeah, she, she's been with women before. No secret about it. And she is was very big on AIDS research and mm-hmm. before it was such a thing to do. Yeah. Like, I remember this very vividly as a child and being just mesmerized by it. And that it's always been part of her, and she's never strayed away from that. It was never a marketing ploy or a publicity mm-hmm. situation that was deeply ingrained in her. Well, I mean, at the time, it wouldn't have been. Like, today in today's environment, yeah. someone saying that would, would be kind of seen as like, oh, they're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, be provocative little, or play yeah. that. As to where... Back then, it was like, could be to her detriment. Yeah. Where people would be like, oh. Like, no. Like, she's done. But then she just, <laughs> and she didn't care. I mean, Together Again was about her friend that died of AIDS, which yeah. I think is great. And she donated a shit ton of money from that to the AIDS um, Research Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would say, yeah, definitely Janet RuPaul. <clears throat> yeah. Who inspired you as a, as a young gay? Well, I... Remember very distinctly Pedro and Sean from MTV's Real World. Mm-hmm. They were among the very first openly gay men with HIV to appear on TV. And I don't know if the Real World, you can watch it on demand, but it was the San Francisco 
season. Yeah. Uh, Sean wasn't actually a cast member, but he was Pedro's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They later married or did a civil ceremony on national TV, making history mm-hmm. as the first uh, gay couple to to do so. And Pedro passed away in 1994, which was pretty much right after the show. Yeah. Like, he was on the show, mm-hmm. and then he got sick, and then he died. And he died at 22. Oh, that's so crazy. Sean actually passed away in his 40s in 2013. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So Sean lived on, but, you know, a lot of people early, early, early on in the AIDS epidemic just never had the medication that was... Yeah. Uh, after Pedro passed, Sean went on to become an HIV-AIDS advocate and speaker, and he toured college campuses around the United States, including mine. Um, I was part of the gay outreach program on my campus, and we got to meet him, we got to hear him speak, and then the group got to have dinner with him afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's one of those things where it's like, as a you know, you pay for this yeah. thing, right? But I don't remember ever having a speaker do a dinner yeah afterwards with everyone and it was a it was a really huge deal to have a celebrity on campus especially like a gay mm-hmm. celebrity and you know plot twist as i may have alluded to on previous episodes i'm old so this was all <laughs> this was all pre-2000 so it was kind of early mm-hmm. on i was really proud to be part of this group but uh i had no like the people who put it together and made all this happen, I was just part of that group. Yeah. You know, so it was like such a a, a cool thing to be part of. And yeah. I remember feeling proud about it, even though I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> but then when we went to dinner, I remember, and it took me a while, but I remember we all sat down and I chalked this up at the time to people like wanting to sit close to Sean, but not necessarily like wanting to crowd him. Yeah. No one sat beside him. And I I would just happen to be on that side of the table. He was yeah. sitting down. No one was there. And I sat down yeah. right next to him. But for just that second, while mm-hmm. everyone was seating, no one was directly <laughs> beside him. And I did not put it together at the time. And I really want to think it was nerves. Yeah. But also, like, I wonder... Yeah, because Sean was HIV positive yeah. as well. Was it the stigma situation? You never know with people. I don't know. Yeah. We had just all met him and heard him speak. Mm-hmm. I really don't think so. But yeah. It was a weird beat mm-hmm. where that I ended up just sitting beside him. And because I was one of the only people among my friends who had a car, let alone in this group... <laughs> When we were leaving the restaurant, Sean didn't have a ride back to his hotel. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing apparently in the rain. <laughs> so I ended up driving him back to his hotel. Aww. Which, as you can imagine, sparked a lot of rumors. I'm sure. I can tell you for a fact, Sean was very, very sweet. Very, like, he was a little older than me, mm-hmm. obviously. Super great guy. I do remember kind of having the car in park and like chatting with him for a while. Mm-hmm. He went up to his room. He like, it was never, never yeah. remotely 
inappropriate or mm-hmm. never asked me up, never suggested anything yeah. whatsoever. But we did like have a nice conversation yeah. and chatted and kind of had like our own little moment. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And I, I remember that just being such a, a powerful time, mm-hmm. uh, not only in my life, but I think for a lot of gay kids because you're coming out into this world where HIV and AIDS is like just mysterious enough where it's really scary. And I think the same thing in some ways is happening now where HIV AIDS hasn't been talked about in schools or sex education hasn't been happening in schools Mm -hmm. where there are a lot of kids who don't really know what HIV is. Yeah. Or how you get it. Yeah. Because it is more manageable now. Exactly. And yes, now you just take a pill every day, mm-hmm. and as long as you are in this regimen, you're fine. But it took a hot minute to yeah. get to this point. Mm-hmm. So you have these these two, and I mean, look at these. I, Google a picture of them, you guys. These two it's are adorable, gorgeous. They are gorgeous men, and they were so in love. Oh, they were so in love. Remember watching and being like, I want to be like that. Like, yeah. Secretly, because, you know, that's impossible. <laughs> but in my head. Yeah, they were just meant for each other. And, and you know, just, you know, at the time, reality TV, too, telling the story was, like, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, just incredible. So I would encourage anyone listening to read up about gay history and... Um, here in LA, if you're in the area, or if you know someone who is, February 24th. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought I had it memorized, but I looked at my calendar just, for <laughs> sure, just to make sure. February 24th, Gay for Good. It's a local organization of gay guys who do good things. Gay for Good is having a canned food drive for senior LGBT uh, folks. Yeah. So put together a nice little bag or two of food for people that can be distributed to them Mm -hmm. and they're going to hand out uh, food to LGBT seniors. Oh, awesome. And then afterwards, once they gather all the food and stuff, then we're going to go out for brunch. I love it. So if you're around (laughs) in Los Angeles, yeah, if you're around in Los Angeles and WeHo area, you can look up gay for good on Facebook Again, February 24th is the date. Look up all the info. You can, again, see it on my Twitter or my Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's a Saturday. Cool. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Let's do real quick. Oh, I'm going to have a hard time remembering some of these movies. But <laughs> I feel like lately there have been a couple really good movies like Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. even though I don't consider that gay cinema because no one involved is actually gay. But yeah. I feel like within this sort of time frame, remember when we were... A lot younger. <laughs> there were movies coming out from like what was that? Like something releasing or like remember the movie about the the Mormon kid? Yes. And fucking I'm horrible with titles. Joseph fucking whatever Gordon Levitt yes. or whatever his name is was in it. Yeah. And he turned out to be gay. Mm-hmm. And remember like all those movies yes. where it was like get like what gay people, gay directors, yeah. gay storytellers. Remember Trick. Trick, yes. I loved Trick. Tori Spelling is in that. Uh, what Cam- One of the Campbells is in that. Billy Campbell? I think so. Yeah. 
that's how I learned that cum in your eye burns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> classic. Yeah. Classic scene. Um, yeah, I feel like there's some really great yeah. gay genre films. What was the one where the girl was a lesbian and her parents sent her off to oh, a conversion camp? Oh, I don't know. Oh, there was one where the RuPaul was in. Yes. When they did that, they sent her off. RuPaul was in it, and what uh, the hell? I used to love these movies. I'm yeah. I'm just horrible with titles. It's guys. been such Sorry. a long time; I haven't seen them. There's one called The Incredibly True Adventures of Two Girls in Love. Never seen that. And it it's the filmmaker is one of the characters in the story. She just oh, cool. obviously cast someone else yeah. to play her, but it's about it's about her story and, and falling in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the incredibly true tale of two girls in love such a fun gay movie just great fantastic i feel like there are so many of these little Mm -hmm. gems that it's like my mind's been awakened but they're all little independent films i mean none of them were it was but i'm a cheerleader that's yes yes, that is the movie i'm thinking about (laughs) (laughs) that was gonna drive me fucking insane i used to love that movie Great movie. Else What's the it. one with um, Jason Alexander and all those guys? I don't know. There's uh, that's kind of an older one too. Um, Not the Birdcage. That's Robin Williams. Okay, Birdcage is a fun one. Although it's Tu Wong Fu is a little awesome. heavy-handed. Tu Wong Fu definitely. <laughs> that was actually really groundbreaking at the time. You had three A-list straight male actors portraying mm-hmm. drag queens mm-hmm. at a time where being gay was not accepted, really. No. And I think they did it very respectfully as well. There was no making fun of the culture or any of that. It's That was a classic game. Now I want to watch that. That was Maybe really fun. The rest of my day off. That was really fun, <laughs> even though Wesley Snipes, God bless him, cannot walk in heels. No. There's another movie RuPaul is in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rachel Tension. <laughs> <laughs> So great. No, you're right. I mean, that movie treated the the whole thing with a lot of respect. They were essentially in drag the whole time. Yeah. Which made them, I think, more trans characters than Mm -hmm. drag characters, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they, they managed to pull it off. I will say Patrick Swayze had a pretty great turn. Yes. In that film. He was, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. You're a little Latin boy in a dress. <laughs> oh, John Leguizamo. So I'm trying to find just a few more really good fi- Oh, Opposite of Sex. Did you ever see that one? I think so. Don't remember it, though. Um, I think Lisa Kudrow is in that. It's kind of another independent film. And um, what about Go? That's kind of a gay film, yeah, right? Yeah, and then what about, what's the other one? Oh, oh man. There's one about like raving or something. Remember? Where like that straight guy makes out with that guy. What the hell was that? Remember? 
are more memorable with movie titles. I know. God damn it. Or just more memorable in, in general. My own private Idaho, Keanu Reeves was in that. Oh yeah. Uh, that's one of the films with. Oh, if you haven't seen any films with uh, River Phoenix. Mm. Mm. What a beautiful man. What a beautiful man he was. Heavenly Creatures. Yes. Uh, that was with uh, Peter Jackson directed and uh, who, um, the Titanic bitch was in that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kate Winslet. Yes. What else? Brokeback uh, Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> oh, The Wedding Banquet. Ang Lee directed The Wedding Banquet. What? It's about, Yeah. It's this whole... Are, there gay, are they are gays fighting? I'm like... No, <laughs> I wish. From, from Going down from balconies and slicing to them in half, that'd be amazing. Oh my god, I wish. Um, no, although there are some gay thrillers, like... Um, Wait, are there any gay action movies? Did we just create a genre there, on air? Ooh, we are copywriting this. We're copywriting if, right I now. I swear to god. Gay, gay there Hollywood? there is a gay fucking action movie out of nowhere... <laughs> The fucking gay spy. I thought about it. I have the whole plot and everything. I already have the scenario. No, I have the scenario in my head. Anyway, there was a gay detective played by Ricky Schroeder, who is also openly gay. Okay. Um, So that was kind of a long run of that cop action Mm -hmm. genre. But I don't think a gay... I want like a gay spy film. I like a gay action movie. Like I have an idea of like a gay suspense thriller bank heist where the Ooh. one of them is caught in the bank but one of them is a You're cop too much one of them is a cop <laughs> who's on the SWAT team trying to break into the bank <gasps> Ooh. but the one inside is really resourceful Ooh. Ooh. anyway there are you steal the shit we're suing you well at least just cast me in it shit she's sorry chasing Amy mm. That was a good one. I used to love Chasing Amy. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that. Talk about bringing me back to my, like, mm-hmm. tween years. Bound. Gina Davis. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about... Oh. Oh, have you ever seen Mysterious Skin? No. Another jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt film. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bradley Corbett played... Boys who deal with having been abused in their by their little league coach. Oh, sounds like that a great sounds heavy. Upbeat film. <laughs> I'm just looking at a list because <laughs> I, I I realized I would never come up with the titles, so I'm just reading through the ones that I remember. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That's been a big I Broadway thing never too. Never have ever saw that. Oh, Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Very well acted as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when gay films don't resort to nudity as much as I love penises and whatnot. Because back in the day, for some reason, it was always very sex-driven. And yes, the really early gay films, I feel like, always had to be about It was either, either really overly campy or overly sexual or both. Yes. Psycho Beach Party that kind of had some gay stuff, but it was like I a. I don't know. It was like a spoof. That I do not know. Mm. I do remember that movie, but. I remember Queer as Folk, which wasn't a movie, but a TV series, but still. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Like well, there first... were two of those. There were two of those. There was the original the version, BBC yes. version, uh-huh. which is far superior. It is to the American version. The American version. But they're actually both. They're both good. Yeah. The American version, I got into it kind of after they finished the stuff they were trying to copy from the British Mm -hmm. one. Once they got into their own mix. Yeah. On the American one. Sexual. Well, yeah, that that too. Yeah. Well, of course. But the American audience. Well, but my teenage self didn't care. But (laughs) sure, I actually think the British one went further, and I expect that from this. British television, though, <laughs> like it, that's just how they are over there. It's like, yeah. I'm trying to think of any cartoon or comic book references. The first gay comic book character was North Star. He was the first openly gay comic book character, and he appeared in Alpha Flight. And how they announced? Do you remember that? him? Mm-mm. He had a twin sister. He had like um, he could heal really quickly, I think, and he could run really fast. And okay. he was like really hot, actually. Ooh, it was like Wolverine and the Flash had like the gay. Yes, movie. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, he could. I don't know if it was he could heal fast or if he could just endure a lot of pain, a lot of mm-hmm. yeah. He sounds like a lot of fun. Which actually, when you consider <laughs> the fact that he's gay, yeah, you're like, hmm, the possibilities are. Yes. And I think some other characters have since come out, right? Mm-hmm. Some that, like Iceman had a gay storyline, right? Yeah. Wasn't one of the Flash's gay or there something? There have been a few. Yeah. Yeah. Good for us. Go gay. Go gay. We're, We're good on We're... the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten very good with my segues. Yes. Okay, that's all the gay stuff I can think about for right now. Besides the show. Yeah. The show is really, really gay. And you love it. Yeah, you love it. We don't have a sex question for this episode. We felt we could just do a special bonus episode that didn't have to be sexual. I haven't cussed one word this episode. <laughs> what? I don't, did I? No, I didn't. Huh. That's different. Fuck. There you go. There we go. And I was got, that, say, out of, got talk, that out of my system. I haven't talked about dicks yet. And we have and to there go. there we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to our bonus episode. Please give us a five-star review. We'd love to hear from you on social media. I'm on Twitter at Westifer. And I'm at ReachyRich909. Tune in. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.